डिजाइन He uses a visual language of shape, form, color, and line to create a composition which may exist with a degree of independence from visual references in the world. He has worked for firms like Umbrella Design, Contract Advertising, and on clients which includes like Google, Yahoo, Adidas, Red Bull, L, to name a few. And today we are here to discuss about illustration and more importantly, lines and faces. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Sajid, for giving your time, and it's a real. what i can say it has been a long chase almost a year <laughs> long uh, but finally i have you so thank you for giving us your time thank you for having me here man yeah. i'm glad like this happened <laughs> yeah it's it's very uh, interesting for me personally as well and within my network and people whom i have been following on instagram and looking at your work so it's very interesting to document your thoughts at least especially in the in the context of being abstract because your yeah. work is slightly towards that i am i am yeah, yeah. i'll be very i'm very uh what you can say like a second standard student <laughs> when it comes to no, no, illustration that's, that's, as that's such. my uh, that's my target audience in a way <laughs> <laughs> okay um so i want to start off with a slightly philosophical question which is what does like abstract art mean to you i know it's a very tough one to articulate also because it's it's abstract <laughs> so uh so what exactly goes in a mind of an artist or for you that matter when you're drawing which is slightly abstract yeah, if you can yeah. articulate that so uh, like from from where i come from i am a self taught artist so i don't really i understand things like if if it's in front of me say for example if it's abstract art i want to really understand it so i understand it from a very non typical uh, uh, point of view and then i sort of understand it because i'm also an artist hmm. so i can really explore those territories and see what it means to me then i sort of on those uh, uh, whatever stuff i've made on those uh, on those grounds i i make my own understanding of what abstract art is for me so and is this a preferred way or i mean it's not a preferred way i mean i can it's it's my way sort of i've sort of figured it out mm-hmm. um while being an artist with who didn't really like you know uh, understand what it is like mm-hmm. initially to begin with So yeah it was like a personal exploration and like self studying of what like this actually means. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of uh, cool uh, YouTube videos that I sort of you know uh, would put on while I was I was working on that really inspired me to be like you know uh, how I can push myself to be like a different artist in that sense. So it really uh, helped me in that way. Mm. So that learning happened like on the go. Mm-hmm. No but when you say that um you try to so um even i am not able to articulate this but uh so if you see an abstract painting sure. right what goes into a mind of a lay person as opposed to an artist sure, sure. if you can because yeah, you have yeah. seen both the yeah, worlds yeah, yeah. so so um like the immediate thing that a lay person would want to do is understand it mm. and that's one door to explore something is understanding it 
there are multiple doors for you to feel something in a very different way like though you won't understand something but you would feel its presence around you hmm. so say for example if it's darkness you don't really understand anything around you but you feel the presence of lot of things around you so i think lot of people go through that like they want to understand what it is because india especially uh, or maybe like in the entire space of how uh, uh, throughout history art was only uh, uh, catered to us why with uh, figurative drawings you know with people doing something for people to understand it better hmm and then over a course of time people got bored of it like you know like there was no end to how realistic it could get it went anti and then it became more of a space where it became anything can be art you know with dadaism coming in play so it really bent everything and i feel with a layman they want to understand it from that point and an artist understands it from the art history point of view mm. so you really understand who's bending boundaries of doing art and to what degree as an artist but a layman wants to understand it in a very different way with figures and abstract they don't understand so they they sort of start like pushing it away but a very good understanding a very good take away from abstract art would be is basically when you start understanding or like trying to understand what abstract art is the world around you becomes very beautiful like you're walking down the lane and you'll find a a, a empty wall you would just love it for its beauty you know because sometimes like if you start looking at say rothko's work you know i mean it's my point of view so if i look at rothko's work it's like these flat colors and if i'm walking down the lane and i find these like marks made on the wall i just appreciate it because i've started appreciating the abstract so mm. the world around me becomes very beautiful wow and it is it does it need to i'm guessing it needs to be an acquired taste right you have to keep continuously consuming this sort yeah. of abstract or yes. is or can abstract like a for a for a first time person who looks at something yeah uh, does he think of the form composition or anything yeah. or it just yeah. feels nice because yeah. my like my um, sort of mentor slash friend uh, he's from jj mm-hmm. and he does like paintings which are very circular in nature it just hmm. plays around with circle and nice. colors hmm. and uh, maybe sort of spiraling 10 10 years back i just asked him ki ye kya bana hai matlab i hmm. cannot understand this and what hmm. is it acha dikh raha hai kya and he hmm. said, i said yes that's it yeah. so he couldn't go beyond that part to explain me what it is Got it. so yeah. I, since then i've been just trying to struggle and ask different artists that what is it like why yeah. does it look good or why does yeah. it So yeah. any thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. Uh so I mean like say um when you're talking about acquired art, uh, acquired taste in mm. in anything, it is uh, it is a personal choice again. Like mm. a lot of people don't really choose to like acquire that taste. But if you do, like just it's not that difficult. You just start liking something and then like you know, uh see the thing is uh, art in general is is a very uh, innate thing in us. like a 2 year old kid would be like you know sketching and stuff or like making some marks on the wall or somewhere so it's a very natural thing that happens and it's it's in us so we just have to tap into those doors to open them so it's not very difficult to just give it like a 2 second more to look at something you know because say for example lot of work that other people generally see who are not really interested in art wouldn't really go to a gallery because a it's no interest for them or how 
बट ऑन इंस्टाग्राम लाइक इट्स जस्ट आउट देर सो फ्रेंड ऑफ से फॉर एग्जाम्पल इफ से फॉर एग्जाम्पल योर सम रैंडम फ्रेंड मेक सम आर्ट वर्क एनी पुट्स इट दो यू डेंट वॉन्ट टू सी इट बट यू सीन इट बिकॉज इट्स ऑन दी ओपन प्लेटफॉर्म सो जस्ट स्पेंड लाइक टू मोर सेकेंड्स टू सी वॉर इट इज एंड जस्ट होल्ड इट आई थिंक दिस दैट जस्ट इन डूइंग दैट यू वुड स्टार्ट ओपनिंग डोर्स फॉर लाइक यू नो स्टेरिंग एट इट फॉर लाइक अ लॉन्गर टाइम Mm-hmm. and by doing that it just becomes like a a taste that you can sort of acquire any time mm-hmm. it's just like matter of seconds <laughs> <laughs> wow that's an interesting way to put it actually um so the next thing which i want to ask you is slightly again philosophical because this entire yeah, yeah. conversation no i love philosophy yeah. man like i mean yeah. i i dig it <laughs> uh so does an artist need to be a rebel i mean this is again trying to because i come from a classical sort of back like school of thought at least that uh parampara or like in music right there are gharanas and traditions sure sure so what i've seen is uh i've seen both the schools and the more recent i've seen the other school but initially it was all classical so you just follow what has been told by legends there are certain benchmarks which are put on the other side you have artists like you or hanif or like yeah there are different people doing yeah. some work which is not really traditional they are exploring boundaries sure. uh, they are like expanding boundaries of sure. what art can be sure. so what goes there like sure, sure, sure. Is, yeah you know yeah, yeah, exactly you got what, what i'm saying, saying right? yeah, yeah yeah so uh, so how it put it is basically people who are trained artists uh, know their craft hmm like uh, if i give you a motorcycle and mm. you know how you, how to ride it you'll ride it in a very different way then you give it to some kid who who's never rode a bike he'd re- he'll ride it in a very different way and if you see the difference of a person who's ra- ra- like learned it through like the gharanas and everything through somebody who's doing it just out of like you know curiosity you can literally see that difference mm. so so what happens there is basically but there is no right or wrong because there initially is no right i had this mindset ki nahi yahi sahi hai and yeah. this is what this you learn and come yeah, yeah. that was my approach. no the thing is it's just channelizing the energy you know mm. so like if you are a trained person you'll channelize in a trained way which mm. is better you know which is tried and tested you know but if you have that energy and you want to throw it out and there's no other way and you're not going to like you know a traditional gharana way it will still come out of you because it it is somewhere you can't really stop it hmm. it's just projecting outwards and you don't know how to project it it can project on anything lot of people who have that energy maybe when they were kid had a guitar in front of them they started projecting it on the guitar you know hmm. and people who are like like say for example me when i was a kid like i never had a guitar or anything around me only things i had was like papers and pens so i started projecting it on them so for for a self taught artist you understand that there is that energy that everyone has but like the ways of channelizing them is different so you figure out your own ways in a different way you know mm. like that's that's something i would like simply mm. put it mm-hmm. no but this channelizing energy or for that matter energy are you saying is it in particular with artists or it has it is across human race it is across human race for sure mm-hmm. so what what differentiates when it becomes when people become creative like 
is there some sort of a rebel like this is the traditional way i want to do it the other way around or that, is it yeah, this yeah. is some ad hoc i want to learn classical style yeah yeah is so there the rebel, an inherent rebel the inherent rebel um um see rebels are people who know things you know sometimes like <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> so there are other people who don't really know anything about like what is going on and they just do because they want to do it so i think there is rebel only when there is somebody who knows what rebel is wow so that's, that's yeah mind blowing <laughs> yeah sorry continue yeah so basically it's again in that space where there is no right or wrong there is no rebel or there is no anti rebel or anything of that sort of that word exists mm-hmm. but it is and it is <laughs> that's it wow this is getting more abstract <laughs> uh so okay uh, now coming to a more practical aspect of uh, what you have been doing and at least what i have been following your work um uh, on instagram you post a lot of uh, uh in pro- progress work or sure. in fact a lot of videos where you are actually drawing something yes right so after looking at that i was really curious to know and also uh you must know sarang right sarang kulkarni sarang yeah yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. ek type yeah. so uh, we were also discussing and i wanted to just understand this that is there a point in time that you exhaust out of all the combinations that are possible with one particular abstract or one particular art form say for example you're working with faces which we'll yeah. come back to it later in <laughs> detail but say you're drawn a face yeah do you think 50 years out 100 years out uh if you live and if you keep drawing those faces you will run out of your combinations uh no and so can you elaborate on yeah. that what happens there so basically what i'm trying to do is it's again like if you break down the art it is equations so like the equations is so for me how i make my stuff is basically equations it's it's more of ideas what i'm like making out which is not really bound by the the end result of it i just like doing what i'm doing right now mm-hmm. and the end results happens to be whatever it is so so what i do is basically equate it you know and equate it is basically when i have to make a face so it is it is just these five things which is basically two eyes one nose one mouth how much is it two eyes no <laughs> one mouth one nose two ears it's six of these things mm. okay and within these six of these things you can it's a lot of things to play with wow. so you can create endless combination permutations of it hmm in different But mediums are you serious when you like like are you strict in a sense saying that endless combinations sure yeah it can go wow. yeah it can go endless hmm. like one say for example if i have to give you an example if i have to illustrate it for you yeah please so what i'll do is basically take one eye i start off with like an eye and then i have like four other things to compose it with so i'll put a nose right opposite it where it's not like in a traditional way i'll put it up like on top of the the eye so i have to uh, now out of two i have four more things like there are these two ears where do i put them where i have this mouth where do i put this so i have this entire space where i can put it anywhere and it like i i just randomly put it <laughs> 
सो इट मेक्स अ डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ वर्क दैट आई एम आई एम ऑल्सो लाइक यू नो एक्सप्लोरिंग इट्स मोर ऑफ एन इंक्वायरी इट्स मोर ऑफ ऑफ अ से फॉर एग्जाम्पल वे ऑफ पुटिंग सर्टन थिंग्स लेइंग आउट यू नो आई जस्ट ट्राई ले आउट लेइंग दीज थिंग्स आउट इन अ डिफरेंट कॉम्बिनेशन सो दैट कैन गो एंडलेस सो से फॉर एग्जाम्पल वैन यू रीच अ पॉइंट वेर यू डोंट नो वेर टू गो फ्रॉम यू नो सो यू स्टार्ट मल्टीप्लाइंग दैम लाइक से यू स्टार्ट मल्टीप्लाइंग दी आईज यू कैन डू इट बिकॉज यू आर इन दी एबस्ट्रैक्ट एंड देर इज नो राइट रॉन्ग सो टू आईज बिकम थ्री आईज ओके एंड देन थ्री आईज आई हैव लाइक अ बिगर कंट्रोल ऑफ यू नो आई कैन पुट द इंटायर थिंग इन दैट आई बट या एग्जैक्टली दिस इज द सटल पॉइंट राइट सो इनिशियली वी स्टार्टेड विथ सिक्स या एलिमेंट्स या एंड दोज वर individual elements sure. right so left yeah. eye right eye whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah. like but two eyes yeah now you have increased the number of eyes yeah so actually somewhere you got exhausted with the limited no set of things you have right or no, no because i'm the creator also i'm not i'm not laying it out i'm creating them so i'm the creator i can create anything <laughs> i was just putting boundaries to myself earlier mm. Mm. for people to understand <laughs> wow and then when everyone sort of getting it you add more elements to it and your and like it's endless mm. there is this word for it it's called nirankar nirakar mm. which means there is no akar to it and there is no shape to it mm. so you take it from there and it's you put it out kabir's philosophy yeah maybe before it that, is yeah yeah, yeah. it is an indian thing yeah. for sure mm-hmm. it is the universe mm. basically Wow. So you take it out from, it just appears. It you don't have to take it out also. Yeah. It just appears in front of you. Yeah. I don't take breaks, but yeah, I think we should take a break here and <laughs> just. But yeah, I was just kidding. Ah, uh, cool. I hope I'm making like. <laughs> no, I'm. Ah, uh, yeah, you're making complete sense. It's just <laughs> that I'm. I'm not sure whether I'm able to comprehend it or not. but there are lot of dots which are joining in my mind at least um, <laughs> because i've seen your work and yeah yeah uh so this is uh, to the the second last question actually which is more towards um one video which i saw on youtube where you have given a small presentation uh in that uh, you said you balance both the worlds and this i yeah. also spoke to anirudh mehta who's A common friend. Yeah. Uh, he suggested asking you this question. Sure. That uh, you have this one side which is completely abstract and uh, whatever you want to do and sure, however yeah. you want to do and yeah. you are the creator there. Yeah. On the other side, you also have a nice balance of doing commercial work, sure. which is logos or yeah. some murals in Facebook and other places. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you balance these two things? Sure. Yeah. So. Uh, like to begin with i i actually started off as a as a graphic designer hmm. and in gra- in making graphic design i understood the the foundations of art so that was my first introduction to art as a visual medium hmm. so i so- sort of understood and took that as a learning and those learning is the same learning that i'm doing with with my work so you see that 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 there is that connect two things so at one point i'm uh, like i have this this uh, i really love what i'm doing in the commercial space also i mean but i'd love doing my own stuff more hmm. because i'm more free here in that space 
but in that like right now what i mean if if you give me some work which is a commercial space i'll trip on it like in that space where i'm working on it like my, it's my work okay yeah okay. so i know the i know the rules basically not mm. like the rules rules my rules mm-hmm. that i've made for myself mm-hmm. and i can imply it on like anything like i can imply it on like the layout of this room so i can start making work which is in the room Mm. then i can you know like so i didn't really find it difficult for me to like move from laying out to like making art to making like spaces so the boundaries are blurring for you yeah because there is no bound there are no boundaries it's the same thing no but there is some constraint there is some brief given by the uh, there is constraints for, yes yeah. but it's this it's still the same thing it's again like laying out mm. like if you are in the room architects are laying laying making layouts where uh, abstract is again compositions which is again layouts and are, like when you are in in advertising you're making creatives and you're making layouts mm. and your layout is is your understanding of how you want to portray things you know mm-hmm. and every time like and in advertising especially you can't really have one layout mm. you know like you start becoming repetitive and everyone starts knowing who you are as a person you know mm-hmm. so in an advertising firm you're 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 an amazing guy if you can produce multiple uh, layouts mm-hmm. you know so that that understanding from doing commercial work has the same effects in the in, in the abstract world mm-hmm. so i love it like either ways so in in commercial sense so this is one question which i had asked uh pavitra dikshit mm-hmm. in one of the earlier podcasts that for clients you need to provide options right yeah like ye layout hai wo layout hai but in creative side you don't probably don't need to create hmm. so how does that work in your work which you sure, do sure so uh say for example uh how you make your reputation is what it is you know hmm. so if you make your reputation of a person who knows his stuff you know it's so the same answer credibility yeah. yeah you don't really have to uh, go out with two options also sometimes mm-hmm. so say for example recently this happened with me with nh7 so nh7 uh, supreet asked me uh, to meet her for like some some work didn't really tell me what it was so i was like okay cool i'll come see you and i saw her and she was telling me about some installations and stuff and then like gradually it went on to becoming a identity design project <laughs> so I like okay cool I can start working on it and then I went back and she asked me to make a pitch so I was like okay cool I don't mind doing a pitch because I mean I at least I'll explore this part of it you know which I wasn't uh, going to do anyways otherwise <laughs> so I was like okay cool I'll start doing this uh, music festival which is NH7 and I was really excited because I've seen my uh, people who I really uh, look up to doing that work and I was like dude I have to do this you know mm-hmm. so I did it and while doing it i was thinking of multiple options and then i told myself like at one point in time the same thing that i tell myself when i'm an abstract artist you know when i'm making my own work i told myself this is my vision of the festival i can't have multiple visions <laughs> <laughs> so i gave it gave it full thought and i was like this is my vision this is sajid wajid for you as a festival and they liked it hmm. they bought it Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's where it is, you know, like having your stuff together, mm-hmm. as having your shit together. 
it's not just about reputation i think it's also about the conviction which you have from within that, yeah that exactly really, yeah 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 every project you get there is always a drawback to it hmm. there is always a drawback to it there is going to be money which is not sufficient there is going to be time which is not epic there is going to be something that's going to bother you hmm. if you leave that away if you mute it you have this endless boundaries to like break so i mean at the end of the day if you are really loving what you're doing you don't really want like a bad trip or a bad vibe to break it down so it's basically that wow sajid i think you should get into spiritual talks also very, <laughs> very impressive um <laughs> so yeah one last question actually before that i wanted to just ask you about kona also mm-hmm. if you can just tell our listeners yeah what is it and i want to know it personally as oh, well yeah, because yeah, i've yeah. just seen bits and pieces here and sure. there on yeah. it yeah uh so sajid you can can you tell us about uh, to our listeners what is kona project about and what's happening there because i've just stumbled upon few post on instagram here and right, there right, so right. yeah and i've heard like few of my friends saying you have done some incredible work <laughs> so what yeah, have I you mean, done and what the project about yeah sure so basically what i did at kona is something that i want to do wanted to do like generally Whatever. also mm-hmm. so it's basically something i was really interested in doing opposed to like something that i didn't want to do it was a client brief and stuff like that mm. it was something that i wanted to push myself and test my limits and see if i'm if i've discovered these things in my sketchbooks can i go go into the space which is actually a universe in its own self you know so i was ready to take that plunge mm-hmm. and what i did at kona is basically uh it's it's a view of me inside my head and how much i can produce in that much amount of time so and what was the time if you can give just small details about so i was confined in the room for like 7 days and, and no coming out I did come out like uh eat for and the stuff, eat yeah. and like use the loo and stuff. <laughs> But it was more of a very strict regime like you know staying there being there can't really go out and just being in that zone is what it was basically. Wow. So intense. yeah it was I mean I really wanted the intensity to go higher but I mean I just wanted to like start hmm. you know like b- without building it up too much. So what i did was like i confined myself in this room and like covered it gray and uh, and it was again like a very spontaneous uh, decision to make uh, initially i was going to do a different exhibition there but uh, because it wasn't like a, it was more of a force fit uh, so we were trying to figure out if there's another way to do something here in that space and till that point i was treating it as like okay uh, i was like it's my old one year old work i'm putting it here again it's not going to be so nice and then it just turned out to be this epic brief that i always wanted to do because mm. i was talking to the curator and she gave his gave me this full regime full freedom to go like nuts mm. so i was like okay cool i need one room which is which doesn't have any edges and it does it shouldn't have uh, it should just be one color and when you enter you are almost entering a cocoon so that was the idea of what i really wanted to do but because like building that in like a day was impossible so we turned it around however best we could and we turned it around in this like cave like thing and then i started uh, and one day when the cave was ready 
I threw everyone out, got all the art supplies, some ten thousand rupees artworks, uh, 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 art supply, art supply, and I went in and I was like, okay, I asked this uh, uh, this guy who works at uh, street art to just give me food whenever I need, and I asked people to like not disturb me, and I started doing it, and then after a point, it just became a natural thing. So, so you slept what, there. I slept there. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> So uh, I mean, it was for me. Then I was discovering the space, and it was interpreting itself in in a very weird way. And I was just discovering it because I use this uh, this approach of you know just drawing without getting this conscious mind out. Just drawing with your subconscious, drawing with your subconscious to your unconscious to like every space. And I've I've discovered so many things in in that room. is not like beyond describable you know correct, correct so i like i realized if there is muscle memory there is also muscle uh what do you call it there is this word for it there is this muscle memory and then it becomes uh, aware it's mm-hmm. muscle awareness and every muscle became its own individual species working separately in a very different way so as while i was doing it i was unearthing it i was digging through it you know So it was right there, and I was just like scraping, like you know when you have the uh, uh, the scratch cards in mm. your phone mm-hmm. uh, for your recharge. So like when you scratch it, there is a number underneath. Mm. So I was doing that. I was just scratching the drawing out of that. And everywhere, I mean, if I spent more time on one angle, I would discover more and more stuff in it. Like I'd go deeper and deeper in it. And if I have to like really run through like one corner. i'd have different ways of doing it so it was really interesting to see like you know if i could and you know move around and really be in that space of making things with really i would go back and laugh at it like you know i would laugh at the creature so that you painted the ceiling the corners ceiling, everything yeah 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 so not one inch was left i mean i've left room for like uh balance it okay. like i didn't ha, really ha, want nahin, to, nahin. Yeah, but yeah. it's that that is part of the artwork it is the part of the artwork so it is So Every you walk corner. on the artwork when you come. You walk in, mm-hmm. and uh, the idea was to walk on the artwork, mm-hmm. but because the dome couldn't happen, mm-hmm. so we put uh, uh, mats on the floor so that people can sleep and look at the dome on on top. Mm-hmm. So and then it became more of a uh, immerse immersive space, and I also played like so while doing that. Were there while, lights inside? There were lights inside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So while doing this uh I was also like the process is also like something that led me to do this. Mm. So I had essence text which added to the smell of things. I started playing this music which uh Pranav from Srirad again. Mm. He just randomly walked in and he just put this Drupad this old music and while Drupad was happening for 7 days I was getting like I I became Drupad. <laughs> and i was drawing with with the with the with the rhythms and with with uh, with music as as my guide also so yeah yeah i'll ask a very very odd question but do you smoke up and do this thing because it's <laughs> okay uh so sajid i would like to conclude with uh, one last question uh, i mean this is off but I mean, it does help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I can uh, like because all I'm your sober. work 
frankly either you smoke up or someone has to smoke up to understand it <laughs> yeah i mean it's all psychedelic I'm, or whatever you call abstract or what <laughs> i i can just give one label to it yeah. but it's just amazing it just feels nice you don't understand stuff <laughs> but it's just great thanks man thanks yeah. uh so yeah sajid i would like to ask you one last and yeah. most important question sure, which sure. i which i wanted to ask you from the time when i started <laughs> following your work yeah. what's the fascination if i may use the word uh what's the fascination with faces <laughs> like i said earlier like it like it is again like an equation for me hmm. so it's that equation that i can like explore and like you know crack and like you know just play around with what i'm doing is with like those faces again is basically eyes nose <laughs> mouth and like mouth and two ears hmm. so i'm just playing with it and that's one something something that i'm like it's again like a play for me you know mm-hmm. like sometimes a lot of people um, have their one old 8 bit game which is their favorite like how much how much ever like technology has progressed they'll go back to that 8 mar 8 bit mario and like they'll play that mm. because that's something that satisfies them and then that's what who they are mm. so it's my game mm-hmm. <laughs> so i play with these yeah, eyes nose and like other stuff that mm. makes it like into a, a cool looking like abstract like thing mm. so i like that and that's again something that i i, I enjoy doing and but why what, faces like i said it's again that that those equations it, there's nothing particular to it mm. it, it is something see uh no, you can with faces, probably with faces what happens is it becomes uh it becomes also a key to become abstract you know without lot of efforts like if you if you turn no, one but i'm act, just thinking aloud you can probably pick up a mountain also right or yeah. shore sure or anything like yeah it why faces <laughs> <laughs> so and i don't want to point out to the talk which you did uh, <laughs> on youtube obviously that's not the direction yeah, but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean it 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 helps me channelize a lot of things in in me hmm. uh i i really like uh exploring the face of the like a face is something that that does uh describe the emotion in the in the best possible way also hmm. you know you don't really have to struggle too much like you like you can just read somebody's face and understand that they're bored or what they're thinking you mm-hmm. know and it is one really simple exercise you can like you know with those those eyebrows you can literally turn like the face to an angry face to a curious face to somebody who's sad mm. you know so it is a very cool uh, playground like you can turn these things and the eyes can turn into this eyes can go here eyes can go here and it's looking here it's a very good uh, play like thing you know like it's a game mm-hmm. so i like to play that game often in that space mm-hmm. so and it it is also a part of this thing called escapism so what it does is like it it really helps i mean say for example if you're playing you know a game what it does is it takes you out of whatever headspace you are in mm. you know so Be, no matter how much of a terrible space headspace i am in i can re- literally plug it out put my game in mm. and i can play mm-hmm. so and the more terrible things are the more interesting my faces become because i'm really like you know ignoring the the outside it's more of an escape for me you know mm. like say for example there are like five other five six seven eight people who have come to beat you up <laughs> and you are in this room and what do you do you can really think of those people who are going to like 
you know fuck you up mm. or else you can start living this moment that you are in this room mm-hmm. so i do that mm. so I start living in this room that i sort of build, make while making faces which is really interesting and like just something that i love doing you know <laughs> so i do it wow yeah definitely they are great and i wish you all the best and keep doing such great work thanks so much um uh, if people have to follow i'm sure like almost all the listeners of audio can must be following <laughs> you but yeah if no, people no. have to follow you uh, <laughs> uh instagram yeah what's the handle it's sajid wajid shake sajid wajid yeah. and what where can they come and see some live work as in like with yeah feel or touch the work which you have done yeah so i'm doing the show and by end of this month hmm. which is uh, uh, a collaboration between me and uh, this uh, fashion label called indigen and what they do is like they take uh, uh, recycled uh, cloth and they make uh, fashion like uh, really good uh, clothes out of it mm-hmm. so i was wearing the t-shirt like the jacket that they gave me while i was doing the painting also oh nice so uh, it's a show that i'm sort of trying to make something with them it's in bombay it's in bombay it's in uh, uh, artisan okay okay yeah it's kalaboda cool cool yeah so all the best for that thanks and so much it was lovely lovely talking to you <laughs> same and a uh, lot of food for thought lot of uh questions more and <laughs> see where it goes but i would like to have you again on audio again sure, sure, probably sure. to discuss one of the case studies and oh, yeah, yeah. just go deeper into it yeah. yes cool thank you all right no problem thanks, thanks so much yeah. and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye. Hello. It's been a great week on the IVM podcast network. On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish thing. Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash, and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Dutya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nutty Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on YouTube.com/slash/IVMPodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks, guys. Without you, this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. 
Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.